0: T.C. Hale is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Hey everybody, welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and we have T.C. Hale Author and fitness health expert, uh, film producer extraordinaire, what else? Uh, Fancy pants Yeah, fancy (laughs) Fancy pants pants. (laughs) Yeah, and we also have a special guest here today It's hard for me to concentrate because Will has on a tank top (laughs) He is, he's pretty too bad this is radio, y'all I have Will Schmidt here today who's also a health expert He's awesome, say hi, Will
1: Hi, everybody yeah, Will's, Will's great. He's a really good resource for us. Um, we've been working together for a long time, and we're doing a lot of projects together. And we'll have Will on the show a lot. He'll be frequent to the point of annoyance, I'm sure. Um, but Will does a lot of stuff with us. Will and I are working on a new uh, protein powder that's going to be out next year that uh, you guys are going to kind of freak out about. Um, and a lot of our uh, online courses Will teaches with us and uh, we're going to be putting together some live courses, too. So Will knows lots of stuff, and he works with just about every celebrity on the planet. So he's super fancy, and it's, it's good to have him around and share things he
2: knows. Yeah,
0: And he's eye candy. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, so he's eye pretty. candy around the office, definitely. Uh-huh. Uh, thanks yeah. for having me, guys. Oh, he's yeah. blushing. He's... He's very sweet. (laughs) So what we want you to do right now is everybody follow us on Facebook at Kick It in the Nuts. And we'll post topics there. And then you can ask questions about future shows and we'll cover them on the air. So start uh, following us right now. But today we're going to talk about, you know, a sticky subject. Uh We're talking about constipation. I just want to poop. Yeah. I'm full of crap most yeah. of the
1: time. Right. So, constipation is lame and super turbo annoying for people that uh, deal with it. And they deal with it for like a lifetime. You know, mm-hmm. I, people I come to me and they're like, well, I, I pooped like three years ago. And it was amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, my
0: sister's one of those people. I actually, I should have told her about this. Why well, wasn't I thinking? But it takes her like eight, nine days to have a poop. And then she's been drinking Metamucil, you uh-huh. know, constantly. And I just, I don't get it. Uh,
1: yeah, and if you've ever been constipated, you know that you're just not fun. Mm-hmm. Like, you hate everybody when you just, I just want to poop like all the cool kids are pooping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it can be a big deal. So today we're going to kind of talk about um, the main causes that, that we see that when clients come to Will and I that, um, that is causing the constipation. And then we'll hit some of the questions that people had on Facebook and that they emailed us and, and stuff like that.
0: So, wait.
1: so I'll have Will talk about a couple of these things, and and a lot of people, they kind of feel like uh, when it comes to constipation, their main question is well, is is it about fiber or, or probiotics, and or, or do I you know what laxative do I use, and they just don't understand that there are usually underlying causes that are creating this, and if you can work with the underlying cause, um, then you can fix the problem. And,
0: Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I was just breathing. Oh, I like okay. it when he breathes.
1: keep doing that. Okay. Um, but the first thing I want Will to talk about is how we find that the stool moves at the speed of its acidity level. And a lot of people don't have their digestion working correctly and the, the stomach isn't making a proper amount of acid. And then that stool is, is, is too alkaline and moves too slowly. So let's, let's talk a little bit about digestion and how that plays into constipation.
2: Yeah, so there there are a lot of little pieces of the puzzle of digestion. Like little you mentioned. pieces of poop? <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> that make up, um, that are valid points of concern, like the flora and enzymes and things like that. But I think you'd agree where we we kind of focus on kind of the two main parts of digestion being stomach acid and bile flow like having both of those happening and usually if those two things are going well like your stomach's making enough acid and your your bile production and bile flow is good then digestion's happening pretty well for that person so when we look at constipation as you said like stool moves at the speed of its acidity level essentially like it's more complicated than, that, but that's it's a, a good baseline it is a good on.
1: easy way to look at it and for somebody that's sitting on the toilet 15 times and you know streaming out like butt soup all day, Right. that's a good way to view, hey, that's a little
2: too acidic. Could be too acidic, yeah. In yeah. rare cases, maybe too alkaline. Sure. But usually, yeah, uh, too acidic. So, when we look at that, it's like, okay, the more acid imbalance the person has, like the faster the stool would move through the body, the more liquid it would be, the more diarrhea problems they would have. And the more bile, if there wasn't enough stomach acid, but they had good bile flow, that would tend to be a more constipated person so usually when we look at someone who's only going to the bathroom like once a day or once every other day or not even that Mm -hmm. it's usually because they have nowhere near enough stomach acid and i think people get really thrown off by that because it's not really at all anywhere in mainstream or alternative health culture to talk about being like having enough acid where everybody's concerned about being alkaline enough right
1: right and it's a big popular thing now where people are like oh i'm too acid so don't, don't have us think, uh, don't think that that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about one compartment in the body, which is the stomach, which is made to create acid. And a lot of people are told that uh, you should just turn that off.
0: Or that you're dropping acid. Yeah, that's a different thing. Yeah, that's but a different
1: thing. Oh, that's okay. It'll okay. be that'll be another show okay. next okay. week, which that can actually make you constipated. For uh-huh. a really? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> no. yeah. Good so, to so know. know. So it may be a topic that we need
2: to talk about if our listeners are all plugged up. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. So, don't ask how I know that. <laughs> but the funny thing about um, about that is like pH is way more complicated than it's made out to be. And when people think you could be too acidic metabolically or Respiratorily and still not have enough acid in your stomach. Yeah, and they can actually go together very nicely having those two inverse problems but when we have Enough stomach acid. Let's let's just look at what happens You don't burp you don't have bloating in your stomach. You're typically not constipated and you don't see undigested food in your stool What's usually confused and I want, want to clear this sort of Aspect up for people when they think, "Oh, I've got too much acid for sure," because I have heartburn or reflux. Those are actually indications of not enough stomach acid. When you have bloating in your upper abdomen, you're burping, or you have acid reflux or heartburn. Those we talk about the nuances of that in our digestive issues course at com but those are all signs of not enough stomach acid that's allowing the bacteria in the gut to live and they create air pressure and gassing and cause regurgitation of the stomach contents. so it feels like burning, feels like too much acid. But actually, if people had enough acid, it would kill all the bacteria in the stomach and trigger the valves of the stomach to seal shut so you don't have any reflux or burping or bloating in your stomach and your food gets digested all the way and moves through you at a timely pace. So if you have any of those symptoms, it's a good sign, hey, maybe I don't have enough stomach acid, and I need to focus on fixing that.
0: So if you're tooting like a train, then you need more acid? Is that basically...
2: Well, gas is could also come from poor bile flow. Ah, um, so okay. when we look at like burping, or bloating in your upper abdomen, or undigested food in your stool, or heartburn, or acid reflux, those are all pretty clear indications of not enough stomach acid, whereas... You could have gas from not enough stomach acid. Like if your stool is moving through you so slowly that it's, the food is fermenting in mm-hmm. you, that can cause gas. But gas can also be caused by poor bile flow.
1: Mm. Yeah, and we're, we're going to talk about more uh, about digestion stuff too. But as you listen, if you're thinking, well, how do I know you know, if I have digestive issues or not, or if I have enough stomach acid. Um, the, the four-week digestive course on our site is free, and you can check it out, and it has questions in there that you can kind of ask yourself. It shows you how to run uh, some tests on your physiology to get a better understanding of how your body's operating, and, and you can figure out what's what's right for you and, and which one of these underlying causes of constipation may uh you may be dealing with because the important thing is that we're not going to talk about a remedy for constipation because there isn't one that's why so many people have trouble with it it's it's more about understanding what is causing you know what's plugging you up and then if we can work on that underlying cause then you get to poop like all the cool kids
0: and where would they find this out about at kickitinthenuts.com True that. that's right yeah. True mm-hmm. that
1: um so proper digestion is a big deal with constipation and making sure that uh you're making enough stomach acid cuz so many people aren't. It's it's really super duper common for someone not to be making the proper amount of stomach acid and and that can happen for a lot of reasons whether they were taking reflux meds that turn the acid off or not. You know, just a low level of minerals can allow the body not to make stomach acid.
2: Yeah, when a couple little markers you can look at in yourself to kind of figure out, well, what is it maybe causing my poor stomach acid production? If your blood pressure is low, that's a good sign that you don't have enough minerals really to go around, meaning you don't have enough chloride to make enough hydrochloric acid. So if your blood pressure is low, that's one thing you kind of want to focus on, like making sure you're getting enough salt in your diet. But there's a kind of a tricky catch 22 thing that happens for people with low blood pressure. Like they're not. They don't have the resources to make the digestive juices. So when they eat mineral-dense foods, they, they're still not really breaking it down. So they don't get the minerals that they need to make the digestive juices to break their food down to then get the minerals from their food. So it really helps to like supplement with a hydrochloric acid like supplement so that you can break that food down and then get those minerals and then start to make more of your own. Stomach acid
1: Right, you can break the food apart enough to pull minerals out And now you have the tools to make your own uh, HCL in your stomach right.
0: Smart and pretty, y'all <laughs> Smart and pretty <laughs> Tony's cute too, but he's like a brother So that uh, would be ooh Yeah, yeah. yeah ooh.
2: spend too much time yeah, together yuck. That's what we like to will to show up every once in a while <laughs> Just to keep all the girls happy here. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, so being able to supplement with hydrochloric acid Is a great way to kind of get out of that downward spiral loop and as you do it you'll start to need it less and less so um in the digestive issues course we talk about how to know how much stomach acid that you need and i guess kind of the sort of the couple things to know about is you want to ramp into it slowly like you shouldn't just take like a whole bunch of acid at once right but build you know, <laughs> no build don't
0: up, take a whole bunch of acid up. at
2: right yeah. so you want to build it start with a small dose and what I Another big warning that I'd give to people about it is like, the worse your stomach is, the more you need it and the more challenging it is for you to take it usually. Cause you could just
1: be sensitive and if you have a whole, if there's like a kegger going on in your stomach with bacteria living there and they're raising kids and they're having parties, um, then it's going to make it harder to wipe them out a little bit and to acidify that stomach because the waste from bacteria is alkaline and that makes them happy because they get to live there.
0: But. What if you don't have a stomach lining? Like what if you have a hole in it?
1: Well, that's, you don't want that. Yeah. That's not that beneficial. <laughs>
0: but would you be dead or at you that point? You would be
1: dead, but like if you ate squirt cheese, it would come out of the side. <laughs> oh, you know, nice. it would like seep out. <laughs> you don't want that. You want to enjoy your squirt <laughs> cheese. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I've yeah.
1: got some right now. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Um, but let's look to to another major cause, too. And I, I don't want you to think that, you know, taking HCL is the, is the cure-all for constipation because there can be other issues that cause it. And we've talked about the anabolic and the catabolic state a little bit on the show before. But um, for those who don't know, well why don't you explain how the body can move back and forth and how it should?
2: Yeah. So the catabolic and anabolic imbalance is a really big topic. There's a lot of things that go on with like cellular respiration and the distributions of electrolytes and all sorts of complicated things. But what's essential for this conversation to know about the topic, com- constipation, is that in the anabolic imbalance, most of the body's fluids go out through the kidneys. So you pee a lot You tend to like just urinate more than, so you wake up at night to pee. That's one sign of being too anabolic. Uh, Whereas in the catabolic imbalance, more of the water goes through the colon. So that person tends to be less constipated. And if their stomach is off, they tend to have like, diarrhea. Whereas a, a cat- an anabolic individual would almost never have diarrhea. Right. They would love it if they did. Right.
1: And uh, the main thing to think about is like, if, a stool, if not enough water is going to the stool, the stool is going to get dry and harder and then it's harder to move through the system.
2: Right. Yeah. So then they tend to be more constipated. So when we look at um, if you are in an anabolic imbalance, like how can you know that for sure, and what can you do about it? Well, one, um, if you test your urine pH and it's high, that's a pretty good marker sure. that people have pretty accessible. You can; it's not hard to get pH paper. But if it's like above six point five, like it'd be great for most people to have their urine pH around six. But it's above six point five, that's a pretty good marker that they could say, oh, I'm, I'm maybe I'm having a problem with. Stomach acid production, and I may also have this anabolic issue. So you can help push yourself to be more catabolic. Um, one thing you could do is like take vitamin C as ascorbic acid, and that can lower your urine pH and also lower the acid, the pH of the bowel contents. Mm-hmm. So that can help make them less constipated. Uh, and they can also just learn how to correct the anabolic imbalance by changing the kinds of fats and amino acids that they eat. And that's more nuance. Right. And there's vitamins
1: and minerals and foods and things like that that you can use to push yourself less anabolic. And, and for those who don't know, um, an anabolic uh, state is not a horrible thing. We're supposed to be in an anabolic state every night when we sleep, but that's where our body rebuilds and repairs. And then we're in a catabolic state during the day, and that's good to be during the day. They're both good. They're both right. They're both appropriate. You just, a lot of people will get stuck in one state most of the time so if you're stuck in an anabolic state most of the time then you're sitting on the toilet like just doing like a rain dance in your head thinking maybe this will work maybe this will make something come out of my ass
2: right Mm -hmm. (laughs) or
0: you're sitting there drinking a cup of coffee and smoking a pack of cigarettes to make it move
1: right just to get something going
0: why is that why do cigarette i know why coffee it's a stimulant and cigarettes i guess are stimulants but why is it that a cigarette seems to make you want to go to the bathroom.
1: It makes me want to throw up more. Well, yeah. That's a different,
0: but, well, a different but, thing? But. Well, I guess. But you're moving something through your body.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of toxins in cigarettes that can uh, cause uh, constriction. In, uh you know, vascular constriction. It could do that to other things, too. Um, but there's also, uh, you know, the tar and all that kind of stuff can have an effect. But coffee is a really big deal when you talk about coffee. Because... Um, If someone is extremely anabolic, and so the water's not going to the bowel, and it's it's all hard, dried up, can't move, um, coffee is this weird thing that it's like one of the strongest pro-catabolic things that you can drink, but for some people, uh, small amounts have a super pro-anabolic effect. So we hear from people that say, well, if I drink really strong coffee, and a lot of it, I can... I can poop, oh, yeah, yeah, and then I'm all, and I'm golden at that effect, but that's most likely that the person's anabolic, and the coffee is helping them move to a state where more water can go to the bowels hmm.
0: and is that what a coffee enema basically does too?
1: No, that would be a different situation. A coffee enema is usually helping bile to move better, and that's that's a different thing that we use for people who can't get their bile to flow properly, and that's a lot more common with. Somebody with a loose stool.
0: Because hmm. I've got some folders ground up in me right now, just yeah. waiting to really. Just
1: cram it up in there. Yeah, you probably exactly. misunderstood what I said, but I like it when you do that. I usually don't correct you. I just like to watch <laughs> and see what happens. Exactly. Because I don't know what happens if somebody puts folders up their butt. I think be, <laughs> we'll see. We'll find out by bit. the end of the show.
0: Yeah. All right, so shall we move to some questions here? Yeah, let's do okay, that. Let's, do, let's do that. Let's see. Dewana. Dewana, I think that's how you say her name. Oh, well, she doesn't really have a question. She just says some people just look constipated and some people really are. That's all I know. Oh, thanks, Duana. Thanks for shedding light on us. Yeah, I like
1: to be informed. That's why we're here. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Jenny from Columbus, Ohio. I've tried every fiber supplement on the planet and nothing helps. Do you have a fiber supplement that you could recommend? I bet they do.
1: I bet they might. But do you want to talk about fiber a little bit Um, more?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I would think that it's... A less essential point to focus on, yeah. Than the, what we've been talking about with the stomach acid and um, making sure your pHs are in the right balance. Fiber, I guess, if you're like on an Atkins diet issue where you're eating like just proteins and you're not eating any plant products at all mm-hmm. in your diet, then a fiber supplement might be helpful. In which case, you could use like psyllium husk or something. But I wouldn't usually think like you'd even get constipated. From eating an Atkins diet if you had enough stomach acid like right I, I
1: you'd have to be able to break that meat down and stuff yeah. and I agree and think that um, people use fiber supplements and what you're doing is you're just uh, you're improving one aspect of getting the bowel to move and fiber is important to get the bowel to move and if you have none it's it's gonna suck but it's usually not the answer because if a stool is is not acidic enough and it's not moving at all or a person's not putting any water to the bowels and it's stuck there, then fiber is just like trying to cram a ping pong ball through a metal pipe. It's not going to do a whole lot. But using fiber is one more factor that you can put in your favor. So I I have clients use fiber all the time as long as they're also correcting the other major underlying cause, which is usually either a lack of stomach acid or anabolic imbalance. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Candace from Birmingham, Alabama. I have a bowel movement every three or four days. My doctor tells me that I have a slow-moving bowel, and some people just go to the bathroom less than others. And that's okay? Do you agree?
1: I agree that I want to punch a doctor in the
2: face.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pony's about to get in the fight.
2: Uh, I I agree that some people do have a slow moving bowel, but I don't think that it's a good thing. You know? it's just common. That doesn't mean it's
1: normal. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think they they a lot of the uh, uh, you know health practitioners get confused that common means okay.
2: Right.
0: Just like it was common to you know wear psychedelic colors in the 80s. Right. It doesn't uh, make it, it okay. It doesn't mean
1: you should yeah. do that. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I had a mullet. This had a mullet, yeah. but that doesn't yeah. make it would be okay to have a mullet.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of problems that come when you only have a bowel movement like that infrequently, once every three to four days. One, you feel awful all the time, and you're always angry. And according to <laughs> Dawana, you look uh-huh. constipated. Right, yeah, so that's not a good look, typically. So... But there's also all sorts of toxic retention, and it screws with your appetite because you'll be hungry because you need energy. But then at the same time, you'll feel full, so you won't want to eat. And the whole time, like you're just you're rotting on the inside. You're fermenting all this food, and well, whatever kind of flora that's thriving in that rotten environment is creating all sorts of exotoxins, and that can make you fat and sick, and make it more hospitable for parasites to live in your gut. And sure. so you don't want to let that happen and you can't fix it
1: yeah and if if every human poops you got to think there's a reason that that happens and and that's how the body gets rid of waste and and you want to get rid of waste and when you when it's not moving a lot of those toxins will just get reabsorbed now your liver has to filter Ew. crap out again mm. um so you're just it's like you're consuming poop again it's it's not a good policy you want to you want to You want to poop, Candice. Tell your your doctor. Yeah, good. Yeah. And next time you poop, bring it into your doctor and say, I want to do this more and put that on his desk and maybe he'll help you figure out. How to do that but if you're skipping days of a bowel movement it's a problem and you gotta you gotta fix it right away
0: what what is really good like once twice three times a day what's what's well there's
1: different ways to look at it i think and me and will have had different opinions on this before um how
0: often do you poop tony i'm pooping right now <laughs> oh good he's sitting on a toilet as we speak <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: that's why we that's why we moved from the yeah. studio into, into the, the bathroom, bathroom today <laughs> um but uh you know if someone's constipated for life if they move to a place where they're pooping three or four times a day, I'm okay because things are moving, and, that, and that's fine. Um, but most people uh, think that to be healthy, you need to go at least once or twice a day. Um, some people say three times, but uh, I like to see people not do three or four times a lot, especially if they don't have a lot of minerals because then the stool is moving through the body faster than... Uh, things can be absorbed. I want them to absorb the nutrients from everything they ate, um, but again, uh, it's more of a case by case situation that you want to look at.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. I, um, I, I think it's uh, at least once a day we would we would mm-hmm. agree yeah. on, depend sure. regardless of the person's imbalances. But yeah, the lower blood pressure individuals we're we're happy if they go once or twice a day. Sure. Whereas if you're higher blood pressure and your main goal is weight loss. Two or three is poop great, it up, yeah. right? Yeah, go for it. So yeah. again, even this is like put a phone by the toilet mm-hmm. and hang right. out there, have a poop party. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amber, uh, why approximately three days or so before my cycle every month do I get backed up? Seriously, every month, like clockwork. And I'm the diff- I'm different. Like right before it happens, like the day it happens, I'll have this glorious huge dump, <laughs> and then I know here comes
1: my period. Aunt Flo's on her way. Uh-huh. Captain yeah. Poop showed exactly, up. Here comes. Exactly. <laughs> um well one thing that you know what will was talking about how your body needs resources to make its own ACL, and uh that ACL is helping the poop move when a girl's period shows up that takes a lot of resources to to make that cycle happen so if more resources are going towards that then there's less to for the body to use to make ACL.
2: Mm. yeah and i think that person can also like just look at what their personal imbalances are because like for for Kenna, it's opposite, and mm-hmm. we could probably see some different measurements in her self-test before her period than this individual. And so what's, is she flipping to be way more anabolic during this period, or does her blood pressure drop low? Because, as you said, like the resources are yeah. going to that.
1: And it's important not to listen to somebody that says, I, this was my problem and I did this, so way to go. Because like Kenna's is the perfect example. And let's talk about your diarrhea. On, on the radio
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I usually squirt soup a lot uh, it's gotten a lot better but recently I had been really really constipated which you know and you gave mm-hmm. me a bunch of stuff for that and I mean the gas was off the charts I was blaming it on the cats you know and now right. Betsy's all like I gotta take the cats to the bed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> something's wrong with their poops Uh-oh. and I'm like oh <laughs> I, mean, me. <laughs> I made that
1: but, but Kenna was a case where her stool was too loose but um, and that's usually a, a stool that's too acidic but hers was too alkaline and the intestinal tract can still be yeah it was was too much bile. bile and not enough stomach acid and and that can uh you know a stool that's too acidic can irritate the intestinal tract just like a stool that's too acid and then the body will move it through too fast so but it's a good example of how one person is different so don't just listen to what they did look at what's your underlying causes and And uh, we have to work on that. Yeah, and
0: back then I didn't even have to keep a food journal because I could just look at my poop afterwards and say, oh, yeah, I had pine nuts and (laughs) my salad. Yeah,
1: Yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to look at your stool and know what it was.
0: Exactly. All right, so moving on from my very personal life here, um, (laughs) Steve from Newport Beach, California. My friend uses glutamine, or is it glutamine? How do you...
1: Glutamine.
0: Glutamine. To build muscle, but I get constipated for weeks if I take it. Why is that? What gives?
2: Yeah, that and that again gets into like the nuances of the, the catabolic-anabolic imbalance, and glutamine is a very pro-anabolic uh, amino acid. So when we look at, well, if someone's taking that, it could be a great solution to help fix diarrhea, you know, if they're in a catabolic issue. But if that person's already fairly balanced or already slightly anabolic, glutamine is going to push them more anabolic which pushes more water through their kidneys and less through their colon and so they get constipated from it
0: and if anybody want, is wondering what that noise is outside it's actually I'm getting a high powered colonic right now yeah in the <laughs> and, and
1: will's doing it and I, oh, I was like that's Aww. impressive that will could keep talking about that while he was showing <laughs> okay. and,
0: and you know and it keeps my mind off of what he's doing because of the tank top
1: right so that works out. Okay, mm-hmm. colonic over.
0: Okay. Judy. You know, before oh, you we go to Judy, Judy yeah,
1: because uh, I was thinking, you know, with glutamine um, you know, pushing someone more anabolic and making them plugged up uh, it reminded me of another thing that I use with a lot of clients and if you do your tests uh, to look at your own physiology and you see that your blood pressure is low and you might be leaning anabolic um, magnesium can be a really great thing for you and that's why it's good for a lot of people with constipation, because it, it not only lifts your mineral levels, but it also pushes a person very catabolic. And I'll, I'll use, there's a uh, some mineral drops called concentrate mineral drops. Um, you can get them at most Whole Foods or, uh, uh, or Amazon. Um, and uh, if you put some of those drops in your water, now you're adding more electrolytes to give your body uh, more minerals so that it can start making more of its own stomach acid. But it also has a lot of magnesium and it'll push a person really more catabolic and it'll help them poop. They can be doing 20, 30 drops per glass of water four or five times a day and they'll and you'll you'll, you'll know when you're taking too much when it's like, oh my, I'm diarrhea captain all of a sudden. Mm. And they're usually excited about it at first because they have been constipated for so long. Um, But then you know it's time to back off that a little bit. But if you do use those drops, start uh, with just a few, like maybe five or six in a glass of water. Because if you start with twenty or thirty, it tastes really nasty. Mm-hmm. But if you build up, yeah, if you yeah. build up, right. you start to acquire the taste and you like it. And,
0: I do shots of those drops right. a lot of times. So. Um, okay, so Judy, if I take laxatives, can I keep my bowels moving fine?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah well, with with laxatives, like you could help. Push the contents of your bowels through your body faster but that doesn't necessarily mean you're digesting stuff you know it's kind of like if you took an herbal laxative like cascara sagrada it's like an intense irritant essentially that your body just wants to expel out and if you're trying to like rebuild your system or get nutrition from your food you want to actually create digestion. You don't want to just create an emergency that you have to expel, which is like essentially kind of like what a colonic is. It's like a big fire hose of water up your ass to uh-huh. force stuff. Ah, to- love it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, if you're into that, but if you're trying to digest your food, then you want to focus more on like actually having like the acid you need to break it down and the bile you need to match that acid. And a laxative may give you a bowel movement, but it may also, like, just leave you without digesting your food. So
1: yeah, it'll leave you without nutrients. And, yes, you your stuff came out like you were shooting for, but um, it's not the result you're looking for.
0: Yeah. Hmm, okay. Nancy, is there any help for improving peristalsis? Peristalsis? Blah, 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 blah.
1: So that's kind of like if you, if you think about how a worm moves... You know, that, that's the kind of uh-huh. the, the how a worm moves, is those muscles moving all in a row down the tube kind of uh-huh. thing. And that's kind of how we move things through the intestinal tract. So, what, you know, I don't know um, any way to improve that if a person has a problem, but my opinion is that when someone is told they have a problem with peristalsis moving, uh, you know, well, that it's like someone, it's like a doctor telling them, well, you just have a slower moving bowel. And, um you know, since the body moves the stool depending on this level of acidity. If it's really acid, then it's in a big hurry to get it through. And if it's really alkaline, then it's not hardly moving it at all. Then the thought is, I bet if you improved your the acidity level of your stool, it's going to increase your peristalsis.
2: Better. yeah, I, I would I would agree. I would say you're probably not going to have a constipation issue if you if like these digestive juices are on point. But I would say one thing that you could do on a physical level to help with peristalsis is just make sure you're getting enough good exercise. Because that, I mean, for a lot of people, like, they only go to the bathroom when they go to the gym and or when they do yoga. Ew. Th- yeah. <laughs> well, not, hopefully <laughs> not to to the in gym, the yeah. yoga <laughs> class. But um, movement of the, of the stomach muscles and a lot of, like, things where your core is twisting or flexing and bending and your abdomen's contracting and relaxing will definitely help improve peristalsis and that's why sometimes like when people start doing jumping jacks all of a sudden they got to run to the bathroom you know because it triggers it
0: It would be really cool if you could get a massage and say hey can you massage my bowels get this peristalsis yeah
1: just put this out like i'm I'm gonna get a massage and just put a bucket on the ground below me and uh, get some stuff going
0: i think i'll pitch that idea (laughs) um tessa water veggies fiber equals good poop Maybe for you, Tessa. Maybe for you.
1: Yeah, and one thing, uh, that's kind of the same situation where you put things in your favor that have something to do with it and that could improve your stuff. It may not be enough to fix the problem, but water's a super big deal. Um, you know, think about an anabolic imbalance not allowing enough water to go to the bowels. Well, another thing that won't allow enough water to go to the bowels is if you're not drinking any.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like what you always say. Every diet is not right for every person because me, I have the problem of drinking way too much water and stripping everything out of me. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, some people need more waters, so maybe some people need less. Yeah, yeah
1: and water's not the answer to, to constipation because if you have low blood pressure, it's mm-hmm. you, you don't qualify to drink more water because you need you're gonna wash out all your minerals. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well another thing to say on like that is that maybe kind of implied in that is like animal products maybe aren't helpful for correcting constipation because she's saying just water and veggies and fiber and you're good well for a lot of people because they don't have the stomach acid that they need to break down protein when they avoid animal products they experience less constipation mm. but that's that's sort of like a diet by of like problem avoidance right. rather right. than solution of like Actually, maybe a lot of people really need the proteins and nitrogen they get from it. And the solution isn't to just avoid them as long as they can until they break down and have to eat steak or eggs or something like that. It's get your stomach acid on point, and then you'll be able to eat all the nutrients that you need rather than just avoid ones you can't break down.
1: Right, because if you eat a steak, but you don't have enough acid to break that down, as it's rotting and fermenting, it becomes garbage, and it won't move through the system nicely like a bowl of lettuce could you can break down a bowl of lettuce pretty easy even if you don't have a lot of stomach
2: acid right Mm -hmm. and maybe one other thing i'd like to say on that uh, on nancy's or tessa's point was water can also cause problems in digestion like if you're eating too much that dilutes or drinking water like say with a protein shake or with a meal it can dilute your stomach acid especially if it's like alkaline water now
0: Will you have a protein shake right that you're like be yeah. coming
2: out with Yeah, we're coming out with one and um still working on like the exact formula but uh with it your Protein shakes are typically easier to break down than like a whole food source. So you would need less acid to do the job to break that down. Yeah, and some people can do just fine by taking some hydrochloric acid to help just, you know, further break down those protein chains into amino acids. But they're always working against themselves if they're like blending that protein or any protein with alkaline water because it's just severely raising the content of the stomach pH when you want it to be as low as it can be to break down those right. proteins so that can be another reason people get constipated when they try to alkalize
1: yeah because that's a pretty popular thing to do now and, uh, and not that uh not that some people need to move their blood more uh, alkaline but uh, that's not always the best way to do it because you kind of got to turn off digestion to make it happen
2: yeah
0: hmm. interesting you've always known a lot Okay, Aaron from Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, this really isn't a question. It's just, I guess, his motto that he lives by: coffee, really strong coffee, preferably early in the morning. By the time I get home after a long day at work, no pain, no strain. Good for you, Aaron.
1: I just picture Aaron sitting there all day at work. going, man, when I get home, yeah, I, move. I am gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Make some
0: poop spatter in that toilet.
1: So we talked about coffee and how that can mm-hmm. push somebody more catabolic. So
0: yeah, coffee, yeah. Jacqueline, Kansas City, Missouri. I'm good. Regularly go two times a day. I eat lots of greens, not a lot of cheeses, and very little meat. 80 ounces of water daily, flaxseed, and dark chocolates. Ooh, I like her. She likes dark chocolates. I know it's hard, but eating right is key. It takes effort, but it's worth it. Thanks for addressing the issues. My granddaddy does push talk about keeping kids from 4 to 8 regular. So I don't think there was a question there. It was there wasn't just, a
1: question. I'm not sure why she was talking about her dad, the granddaddy. Is he a doctor or is he just like a creepy guy that helps little I don't know. She just poop.
0: thinks, I guess she just likes that he pushes pooping for uh-huh. four to eight year
1: olds. So with Jacqueline, it seems to me like, and this is super common that I see, is that people kind of figure out what works for them. And it mm-hmm. sounds to me like... Uh, Jacqueline probably can't uh, digest meat very well, like we were just talking about. So, if she avoids it, she does better. She's using flaxseed, and flaxseed is super strong pro catabolic. Um, so, it sounds like she's probably uh, too anabolic. So, if she just drinks a crap load of water, right. <laughs> it ends up okay. going to the, you know, get, at least getting some to her stool, and, and she can poop. Um, but if, you, if your resources are already low And you drink that much water You're going to end up with like depression or dizzy And then you can poop but you're crying about it I don't know So that's not the, always the best solution um, We like to see people fix the real causes And then you get to be a happy pooper
0: So if I'm drinking a lot of water and stuff I might be depressed it, For me because I flush things out That might be a
1: Sure, cause Ken is a low blood pressure oh, person. <laughs> it makes sense now. It
0: sense. <laughs> Give me
1: the water. Lick this salt.
0: Okay, so Julie from Bonner—I can't talk today. Julie from Bonners Ferry, Idaho. Staying hydrated is key for me. It's good for your skin too. It makes you pretty. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's another thing.
0: To the water. water. Right. Lick to the. We were just talking about that. I could have consolidated, but I didn't think that fast.
1: Yeah. So, Will, what other points did we leave out maybe that uh, that you feel are important while we wrap up?
2: Um, well, I, I think just like any issue that we end up talking about, the person needs to do a little bit of self-assessment to figure out what single or multiple causes are at play for their their specific situation. So when someone looks at oh maybe I don't have enough stomach acid or maybe I shouldn't be drinking this alkaline water or maybe I'm too anabolic whatever all this stuff like doesn't have to remain gray it doesn't have yeah. to be guesswork like you can actually do some simple measurements that you can learn about through the digestive issues course. And some little quizzes you can go through to figure out exactly what's going on for you.
0: you. join the Facebook support group and, you know, Will and TC will help you out there, you know. Yeah. Answer some questions.
1: And wait, can I make make, make fun of you a
2: little bit? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But you'll deserve it. And, you know, a lot of the times, like, we come up with these little partial solutions. Like this last person talking about just avoiding avoiding ant- like animal proteins and drinking a lot of water and flaxseed like, kind of sort of figured it out in mm-hmm. a way for themselves but there may still be some things that are off or some compromises she creates for herself because of what she does like all that water may be pushing her into electrolyte deficiency and sure. she could find a real answer in real health and have a lot more fortitude and freedom in her diet and more stability in her chemistry if she does these measurements and really dials it in
0: that word fortitude.
1: I want to use that later today, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it means. Try to put it, put it the day. <laughs> Yeah, my hair is too long, so I need more fortitude. Mm-hmm. It doesn't that doesn't fit? I need
0: that. some fortitude to pass this poop. Yeah. Okay, yeah,
1: fortitude it up.
2: And then maybe um, one more comment about it is like, it's not just constipation that you're fixing when you're fixing this, because undoubtedly, if you're constipated, you either are, have or are very soon going to have some other. More intense symptoms and problems like poor energy or depression or anxiety or obesity Weight or gain, yeah yeah or skin problems or whatever it is so digestion being like the literal root system of our body is a really important thing to to really fix and the great thing is like once you do fix it there's a whole lot of dietary th- like approaches you could take that will work pretty well for you right all of a sudden. You don't have to leave the planet to find food
1: that you can eat. You can actually eat things that you can find right down the street. And
0: having suffered from both diarrhea and constipation, I can Do you pick one?
1: Would you (laughs) choose? If I
0: could pick one, I would say I would rather have diarrhea. Mm. Because constipation, you just feel so disgusting and bloated. And like if you put a pin, you're going to pop out poop Uh all over the place. That would not be a fun You know, your skin turns doo-doo brown. Uh And, you know... But um, I would choose diarrhea every day. But even that's not comfortable either. I mean, like, what if you're driving in your car and all of a sudden you've got to poop, you know, and it, pretty soon it's they in your pants. They don't
1: have an airbag for yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I mean, it's huge. Poop is a huge uh, aspect of the whole health thing. And it definitely with weight gain and weight loss and... Yeah, and so
1: don't think, you know, if, 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 I'm not here to argue with a doctor, but if your doctor tells you that it's okay, you know, when Kenneth says that her poop turns poop, her skin turns poop brown, that's literally a situation that can happen just from the body trying to find, kidding. no, Mm -hmm. it's not going to turn brown, but you can cause skin issues from, you know, the poop is how the body gets rid of toxins. So if it's not working right, the body has to figure out other ways and it'll push toxins out through the skin and person will get a rash and stuff like that so you, you got to find ways to get things moving
0: mm-hmm. you certainly do
1: awesome that was poop that was pooptastic. Mm-hmm. Awesome. well Will we're really glad you could be here and we'll probably have Will on uh, every, every couple weeks or so um, to talk about something he'll be a regular maybe we can part. do
0: some Skype so people can see what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah without.
1: yeah we'll hook that he up he keep,
0: keeps flexing and there's this one vein <laughs> on his arm I just want to touch God uh, no he's he's very 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for pretty well that a humble oh okay yeah yeah. all right everybody so thank you so much for joining us today and if you want to learn more about how to look at your own chemistry and find out answers for yourself you can read any of tony's books or take the free four-week digestion course at kick it in the nuts catch us next week uh we haven't decided what we're going to talk about but we'll talk about something and thanks for tuning in to kick it naturally where it's okay to talk about your poop
1: poop on Learn more about today's topic by becoming a KIY member and gain access to our members-only podcast episodes. That's where we dig deeper into each topic and share the secrets that help our clients and coaches see such amazing results. You'll also gain access to our private support group where you can ask us questions when you get stuck. It's only $9 a month and you get free shipping at naturalreference.com, which can save you like $9 a month. So do the math and join the kick-it-yourself KIY gang. Go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash K-I-Y and we'll see you on the inside.